Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting, as well as speaking in general, while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my pattern awareness manager. (laughs) And every week we talk about my progress with this practice, as well as other lifestyle practices, along with theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. Our conversations are unscripted and unedited, so we're really doing this on on the fly. I always (laughs) mess that up. It's perfect. Yeah. So don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and comments on things I could have done better. You can find those and more information about practice at forcesofequal.com slash practice. And today we're recording our 18th episode. It is June 28th, 2020. And let's catch up with our week. Okay. So do you want to start? Um, Sure. I had a pretty good week. The end of the month is always pretty chill for me because I'm kind of like winding down on tasks for clients for the month. So I get to focus on other projects like putting together all of the content for the Not Bad With Money website for my financial coaching project, which is now on your to-do list. Um, (laughs) So that was good. I'm uh, struggling a little bit today. We ran two miles this morning and I did not sleep well last night for some reason. Uh, I don't know, from 1 to 3 a.m. I was awake for absolutely no reason. My brain wasn't busy. I wasn't anxious about anything. I just couldn't get comfortable and couldn't fall asleep. So struggling a little bit today. Well, you said you also had some tummy issues yeah. after dinner last night? Yeah. Still still going on today. So Maybe that affected your sleep too? I'm sure it did. Yeah. Yeah. But you still ran a good time in the two miles. Yeah. And I actually ran it barefooted today. <laughs> yes. On the street and sidewalks barefoot. Yeah, so I'm not really much of a road runner. I don't like running on the road or the streets or pavement. I I would much rather run on the trails. Of course. And before, when I was running on the roads, before I started to hit the trails many years ago, I was running barefooted on the road. I forgot you were doing that. Yeah, and so did I. And so... The past couple of weeks, I've been having issues with my foot, my right foot, and I'm thinking it's some kind of fascial issue, and it might be stemming from issues I had with my rib earlier this year. So right before the declaration of the worldwide pandemic, I suffered a displaced rib playing soccer, and it just kind of twisted my body up. And ever since then, I've felt twisted and not right. So I'm sure issues might be stemming from that. So I'm, I've am i been trying to work on my foot issue. And now it I feel like it might be developing on my left foot as well. Mm-hmm. And I also went out to the trails this past Friday for the first time in about a month. 
because of my foot, I've been staying off the trails, but I've been continuing our Sunday runs on the road with Pam. And my foot is fine during those times. And this past Friday on the trails, I started feeling some issues with my foot, but then after like a quarter mile or half a mile, it went away and I totally forgot about it. And I was able to get my stride and I had a good run, but then afterwards, or maybe the next day, I started feeling my foot flare up again. And it's not that bad, and I don't feel it all the time, but I know it's there, and I know it's affecting me, and there's I, there's a reason for it. So I'm trying to solve it, and I thought maybe giving my body some signals from natural barefoot running might help. So I tried that today during our run, and we'll see. I mean, I love being barefoot, and running on the road is pleasant for me, pleasant barefooted, because I like feeling the vibrations off the road coming mm-hmm. up through my foot and through my body. And it's something that I kind of forgot about. I mean, I do a little bit every day. We walk around barefoot or I walk around barefoot around the neighborhood and I'll kind of slap my feet and jog across the pavement. But this morning we did it for an extended amount, two miles. Mm-hmm. And I got like a whole body like tingly feeling towards the end Mm -hmm. which I forgot about and it felt so cool and I think it has some relation with the concept behind whole body vibration Mm -hmm. so I don't know if listeners are familiar with whole body vibration but there's these vibration plates and say they can be maybe two by two feet just a square metal plate almost like a big weight scale like that you can weigh animals on or something Mm -hmm. so obviously it's on the floor and you can step up on it and it'll vibrate and depending on the specific machine it'll vibrate a certain number of times per second and i think you need at least 30 vibrations per second or something like that for it to be effective and what happens is your whole body just vibrates and it kind of moves your cells around and gives your muscles this, even though it's a small movement, it's movement that your muscles are reacting to. And that enables a whole bunch of different functions and benefits that cascade down from that, including lymphatic movement or lymphatic drainage. Drainage, yeah, I haven't thought about this stuff for a while, so I'm trying to come up with the verbiage, but your lymphatic system is closely related to your circulatory system, but the thing is where your circulatory system circulates with your heartbeat, your lymphatic system circulates with muscle contraction. Mm -hmm. So this system doesn't do its thing effectively unless you're moving. And so that's why movement is so important. Your lymphatic system is a big part of your immune system. It holds a lot of your um, immune cells and recovery cells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the reasons that electronic muscle stimulation works because it's stimulating your muscles to contract and the contraction allows circulation through your lymphatic system not to mention nitric oxide production which 
vasodilates and a whole bunch of other things. So that's the idea behind the whole body vibration. Is it the same concept as rebounding, like when you jump on a trampoline? Yeah, exactly. So rebounding is kind of further down the spectrum. It's kind of like a bigger vibration, if you can picture that in that sense. Sure. Where, you know, whole body vibration on a plate is a lot of little small vibrations. Rebounding is bigger vibrations and more movement. But it's the same principle, and you obviously get lymphatic circulation with rebounding. And even something like jumping jacks, you don't even need like a little trampoline or something. So any, really any kind of movement, walking also mm-hmm. creates lymphatic circulation, but something like whole body vibration is really easy and it's really effective because of the number of vibrations you get. And anyway, uh, I got to this from barefoot running and the vibrations <laughs> I was getting from that. But then after our run, as we were walking back home, I got my bare feet back on the grass. And that was like the contrast between the vibration I was getting from the road and the transition into the grass was such a cool contrast. It's such a cool feeling because mm. your feet are all almost numb because of the vibration. And then after pounding your feet on the hard pavement and then transitioning into the soft grass and this morning it was still a little wet from the morning dew, it was just a really cool feeling, like so soothing and relaxing. So yeah, that's just something that I forgot about and I'm glad that I got back into it this morning and I think on our Sunday runs, I'm going to be going barefoot from now on. So that's a silver lining that came out of you having this weird foot nagging injury that you got to re-experience this and remember that you really liked barefoot running. Yeah, totally. So yeah, take a negative and turn it into a positive. (laughs) And my foot feels fine right now. So we'll see if that had any effect on what I was originally doing it for. Cool. Yeah. What else is going on with you? Yeah, it's been a long week for me. And I think let's just get into the first segment of podcasting. And I'll kind of get into it here because this is a segment where I talk about my process with practicing podcasting. And there was a lot around that that I dealt with this past week. And there was a lot of other stuff as well. And so... The, let's see, the studio is coming along. I pretty much finished almost everything that I wanted to get done. And I did that this morning, or did the last of it this morning mm-hmm. uh, before this session. But, man, I, I keep running into so many issues and hang-ups and things popping up here and there. And, I mean, it all kind of falls back to workflow and this was one of the main reasons that I wanted to rearrange this room in the first place was to dial in my workflow for this these new processes that I'm implementing for these new projects and what and so my workflow with the studio and with my work 
is coming along fine. But there's still some, I mean, it's improving. I'm making improvements and I'm progressing. And maybe that is contributing to some of my frustrations because I'm getting so close to the end and getting things dialed in perfectly. And there's just a couple little things here and there that are just kind of nagging at me. And some of them I know what they are and some I don't and some I know I can just take care of and some I know I'll have to deal with for a while. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And this morning might be a good metaphor for this whole thing because actually yesterday and this morning because I was finishing up the acoustic treatment that we put up for our windows and one of the big problems that we've had is the noise outside of our condo. We have a neighbor and, with an annoyingly loud charger. Yeah, I mean, we have <laughs> three neighbors with yeah. loud cars, basically. Two right in front of us and one behind us. And it's not, I mean, it's not so bad that, you know, it's detrimental to our recordings. But it's much easier if I didn't have to deal with those. So we put up some treatment so I could hang blankets over the windows and I'll eventually post pictures and (laughs) notes about this stuff because I researched a lot of different ways to go about this and I think it might be helpful for others to see what I did and see if that's a viable option for them. But I put up these treatments, and the thing is, I don't do a lot of handiwork around the house because, I mean, we don't have much that we have to do. Like, I don't have to build a lot. I I did a lot in the past when I bought my place, but these days, you know, there's not much construction work, per se, that I need to be doing. You've been here for over a decade, so everything's pretty much done. Right. So when I had to go back in the garage and get the tools out to put up some boards and uh, drill some wood and do all this stuff, I didn't have the proper tools because they were stolen a couple years ago out of our garage. And so I had this great set of Craftsman power tools that I loved and it was perfect for, for what I needed and for what I would need like at any point it Mm -hmm. had everything that I needed and it got stolen and I haven't really needed it since then I still have my power drill and all that stuff and that's basically the only thing that I really needed but doing this woodwork to put up the acoustic treatments I really could have used my circular saw but it was stolen and I had three cuts I had to make And so I had to determine how I was going to make those cuts if I wanted to maybe drive to Home Depot and get them cut. Or I do have a little handsaw, but it's a small handsaw and I got the wood that I got is really hard wood. And so I knew that was going to be a pain in the ass. And then... I was thinking maybe I'll just deal with it later and you know during the week or something and just not deal with it right now and 
the thing is, like, oh, and then another option was, should I go to a neighbor's and see if they have a circular saw? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, neighbors are working outside and they're doing their work. And I, you know, it would have been easy if someone was already doing work and I could just pop in and have them cut the wood. And, you know, it would have taken literally less than a minute. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, so I ended up using the handsaw and it ended up taking me like 45 minutes to do what could have taken a minute. So this is the kind of stuff that I'm dealing with. Like I know how stuff can get done and the most effective way to do it, or I have an idea, but I have to deal with not having the most effective tools to go about doing these things the most effective way or the most efficient way. So it's this dissonance between the most efficient process and the processes that I have available to me that I've had to deal with. I mean, that's just kind of life, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But it's, and, you know, I understand that, but I mean, it's frustrating. Of course. So I've kind of been trying to shift my paradigm over this past week because of this exact scenario of you know efficiency versus what's what you have available mm-hmm. and i've been kind of focused on goals and outcomes this past week or so i mean last week we talked about my schedule and processes and procrastination and stuff like that and thinking about that you know it kind of started sending me down the road of you know I'm not getting this stuff done I'm not getting anything done I'm making no progress but in reality if I look back I got a a ton of stuff done. I was going to swear. Like, I, I generally don't swear. And this is a, a child safe podcast. So, <laughs> except I've for been, me. <laughs> well, I've been scratching out Pam swearing. But, like, this, I, I got so much stuff done over the past week, even over the past two weeks. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I didn't finish out what I set out to do. I got so much done in the process and I got so many other things done that I didn't set out to do, but that were important Mm -hmm. for the process or important for other things. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about like explanatory style before where you can have like a positive or negative explanatory style. And I realized that I was falling into this line of negative thinking and having a negative explanatory style where... I was thinking, you know, these, uh, like, I was being ineffective and I can't get stuff done. And, you know, I was falling in this whole line of thinking. Whereas, you know, when I stopped and paused and reflected on what's actually going on, I started realizing that I am getting a lot of stuff done and I am moving stuff forward and I'm getting a lot more. Th- things done than I thought I would be even, you know, if I really think about it. So, 
I think that just goes to show the whole the importance of mindset and perspective and how if you go about things mindlessly you can fall into these holes or traps thinking traps and fall into like this negative cycle so can i ask two or bring up two things about that to kind of follow up on yeah of course uh so last week i was a little bit hard on you about distractions and procrastination and you know what you were focusing on and and maybe like the cables are not the important thing if that's not your goal or whatever and then a couple days later I was thinking about that and I came back to you and I said I feel like I was hard on you and I want to make sure that you know that I recognize all of the stuff that you have gotten done and all of the work that you have been putting in and so I'm wondering if if me coming down on you last week, if that put you into that spiral or if you were already on that because of my second point, which is that you do set the really high expectations for how much you can get done. So you're kind of creating this feedback loop of expecting that you're going to get so much done and then never being able to get that much done and then mm-hmm. feeling like you're failing because you're not getting everything done. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I I imagine that what you said last week had some effect, but at the same time, I was already kind of thinking about that stuff too. But another thing, okay, so if you can remember this topic for free talking, or actually I have it notated here, so... um. Oh yeah, so for the podcasting practice, one more thing that I wanted to touch on is our audio quality from last week. Oh yeah. So, I've been working on audio quality and post-processing with sound and all that stuff. As you know, as I've been talking about, you know, all this uh, over the past couple weeks. And last week I was really excited because, you know, we've just been continually dialing in the process and the editing and the sounds just been getting better and better and two weeks ago I thought was one of our best episodes and I actually went back and listened to the past two episodes uh, this past Friday and to kind of compare so what happened last week was that Pam (laughs) ended up using the mic on her laptop rather than the external mic, the Blue Yeti that we have set up. Yeah, we had taken the mic, we had disconnected the mic and taken it and gone and recorded a session with CK's parents. So then when we brought everything back and reconnected, for whatever reason, my settings were not set to my Yeti microphone, which they always are. So, I and I didn't even check it. I did not have a checklist of things that I was supposed to review first. And I actually had checked the volume and the gain. So I was really excited that I had remembered to um, do those things. And I missed probably the most important thing, which was that I was actually using the microphone that I was supposed to be using. (laughs) Yeah, so that provides a good lesson for (laughs) others. I have a checklist now. 
Yeah, so all you need to do is have a checklist, like a pre-recording checklist that you can go through. And really all you need to do is do a test recording and play it back and listen to it. I mean, that's probably the minimum thing that you need you can do. Because other than that, like all you really need, need to do, really need to check is your input volume and to make sure that you're using the right microphone so your input and i think that's it right well we've had a mistake before with the direction so oh yeah so if you have a mic that has a bunch of different settings for example the blue yeti has settings uh, like, for example, omnidirectional, where if you have multiple people around the mic, uh, it has an omnidirectional setting, or it has the cardioid setting for one person in front of the mic. So there's those settings you have to make sure that you set correctly as well. So other than that, uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure I could put more notes in the show notes, or, you know, all this stuff will eventually be in the Agile podcasting guide. But the point here is that Pam added extra frustration to CK's life because he had the audio perfected and then I went and screwed it up last week. <laughs> yeah, it definitely didn't help and I also but the thing is like it gave me some good practice in what I could do with regular computer audio because you know, there may be a time where we need to do that in the future. And, you know, someone else that we're talking to or interviewing may not have quality external microphones or something like that. So, you know, it was good practice for me to try to get the audio up to par. So, you know, it's a learning process. And as we've said before, fail to fail stands for first attempt in learning. So... <laughs> We're all about learning here. Mm-hmm. And we're, we talked for 26 minutes already? I guess so. All right. Well, let's move on to our free talking segment where I make tangent salads out of the half thoughts that are floating around in my mind. And continuing on what we were talking about, my psychology over the past week or so. So one thing I also didn't notice last week that was occupying my mind was a conversation that we had with my parents. So I'm still working out a lot of psychology from my childhood and adolescence. And that ramped up last week after our visit with Mm -hmm. our parents for Father's Day. And we also mentioned we recorded, we probably recorded for like two and a half hours with them. It was at least two, yeah. Yeah. We about, meant we meant to do an hour and yeah. it took forty five minutes for me to get your dad on track. <laughs> yeah. So last week's session while we were recording, I didn't realize how much that conversation was affecting me, but as the week went on and I was reflecting on stuff that they said, uh and I was reflecting on my own self confidence and how I been lacking in it and how I've been trying to build it up, build it up. And after thinking about that and what my parents were talking about, it's to me, I, okay, so I'm kind of, this is 
Okay, so I'm going on a tangent here. So I'm going back to this whole self-reflective process of this podcast, and I'm I want to reiterate again how beneficial it is because I think over the previous episodes I've been kind of more reflective because I've been thinking of the podcast and what I've said in previous sessions and what I'm going to say in the next session. But now I'm a little less anxious about what I say and what I'm going to say. And the benefit of self-reflection is starting to come more from actually saying stuff and voicing stuff and getting things out of my head. So, for example, for this session, I really haven't thought about what I'm going to say. I mean, I've had some ideas and, of course, I've had thoughts you know, that are bouncing around in my mind for the past week. But I totally blinked. Uh, you're talking about confidence and things that your parents said. Yeah. So, okay. So this podcast is like, I'm, I'm loving the process of this podcast because it's getting me to say stuff that, or kind of process stuff that I may not, process as actively before in the past so getting on mic and talking to you and having a potential audience and others listen it's kind of engaged this process in my mind of getting stuff out and and getting stuff out of my head and I I just wanted to say that because before, I would have just kept this a lot of this stuff to myself mm-hmm. and just maybe kind of dove into rabbit holes on my own. And while, you know, me and you, Pam, we've been talking more lately and conversing about stuff more, and I've been a little more open with my own personal issues and thoughts mm-hmm. lately, I think this practice of the podcast and using it as a self-reflection tool is helping a lot more as well in terms of giving me a space to just put stuff out there and having this space again available and having like it, it like this is my opportunity to kind of try to process stuff and get things out of my head. I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I'm not exactly sure how to articulate this. But I think the whole like the what I'm trying to say is basically like I would have internalized a lot of things before and just kind of ran into a vicious cycle internally inside my own head. Rather than now that I have this process, I can get stuff out and process them easier and more effectively and more efficiently and move on instead of being in this uh, negative cycle. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. So going back to the self-confidence thing, like, so you had a, you gave a weird look when I mentioned this in the first place. Or oh, did you I, not? No, I don't think so. I didn't mean to. Okay. So... I realized... Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I was trying to um, remember what they had said that 
related to your confidence because we were really talking to them about what their um, their story was about their arranged marriage. But now I remember that there was a lot of tangents about you and their expectations of you and right. All of so that. so. They had a big issue with me moving out here to California after I graduated from college. And they didn't want to let me go. And they, because they had no confidence in me, they thought that I wouldn't be able to succeed on my own. Mm-hmm. Forgetting or not even thinking of the fact that I got straight A's through schooling. I was the best soccer player in my school, I was the best musician. I was at the top of all of these things. I performed to the Best, to, better than anybody at my school, better than anybody around me. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just, this is just the facts. Mm-hmm. And still, my parents didn't think I could succeed. They had no confidence in me. And, so, And their confidence, their lack of confidence was based on the fact that you didn't keep a construction job for longer than two days. Like out yeah. of everything that you did, the fact that... That like one thing, which I think is is a really important point, that you did succeed everywhere, and then there was one thing that you didn't succeed at, and that's what you were judged by. Yeah, one thing I didn't succeed at while I was having to still play soccer and train and be the best at that and succeed at that and everything else I was doing. Yeah. So it's no wonder that I have an issue with self-confidence because mm-hmm. I grew up with my parents, my models not having confidence in me so i've kind of been working through that psychology throughout the past week and that kind of relates to another point where i now realizing why i'm so interested in developing models and frameworks because i didn't have any growing up i had i had to do that growing up I was the only minority most of the time in all my classes while I was growing up. You know, my parents couldn't help me or provide a model for me for what I'm supposed to be doing around my peers and my daily life. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any models to follow. I had to figure everything out for myself. I had to find all these patterns, observe everything around me. And so we talk about complex systems and subsystems and super systems and I was so consciously self-transcendent to my super system so I was hyper vigilant I was always aware of my surroundings and everything going on so that I could figure out the patterns of how to behave because I had no models of behavior so so yeah that's what I've been thinking and processing for this past week and kind of what I've been realizing And thinking about that stuff is really kind of turning the gears and helping me realize why I do some of the things I do and why I have some of the tendencies I have. And so it's also helped me kind of increase or boost my productivity with my coaching framework and coaching process and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I mean, it's been really beneficial and I've been able to process this stuff and I'm excited about that. So, I think that's yeah. such, um, such a 
great perspective because I've I'm always asking you why are you so focused on creating these systems and explaining your thoughts within a system and like associating concepts with like you know Newton's laws and all this stuff I'm like <laughs> why are you constantly trying to make this a system whereas yeah. like everything that you're explaining I'm on the other side where I'm like well what you're talking about is just the human experience so I'm very right. much like this is just how everyone is and you're like no this is like unique and special and and it's complex and so we're coming at this from two very different mindsets and I had never considered that your perspective on all of these systems is because of how you you were observing how everyone else behaved to see how you should behave right because i didn't have that experience so i mean yeah. obviously everyone does to a certain extent but not in the way that right. you did right so that um that really clears up a lot of my constant like why are you doing this <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah i mean Again, I want to reiterate the benefits of this practice of podcasting because I don't know if I would have been able to process this stuff as efficiently or as beneficially without this podcast and without having to kind of talk about it. And so I also want to make this point that about this paradigm shift I'm having and about this whole super system that I've been so consciously self-transcendent with over my entire life. And and this is, it kind of also relates to the stuff going on in the, in the world today. And so what I want to do is for this podcast especially, and maybe for Forces of Equal in general, I don't know. I, we haven't really talked about this at all. But my perspective is that for practice, this is going to be my world. This is going to be my creation, and this is what I want to try to assert. I want to assert my world into the super system because I've been so transcendent into the super system that I haven't really... <laughs> what did I say? No, you didn't say anything. Or This is just... It's beautiful. Yeah, I because I you know I need to put more of myself out there, and the thing is like I've been observing and absorbing all the stuff from the systems outside of me, and I think there's a lot of benefit with what I could put out there and assert for myself in terms of what I've experienced with the my self-transcendence so i don't know if that makes sense but that's what i'm doing this is going to be my world and everybody's invited but this is my world and i'm gonna try to be more you know this kind of a little bit of a paradigm shift because before i've been so worried about what everybody else is thinking and i like a lot of these sessions for me are colored with the thoughts that okay, are do people know about this or are they going to know what I mean when I say this? So I have to kind of navigate other people's thoughts or awareness of certain things too. And, you know, that gets really messy once I start talking about 
complex systems and mm-hmm. quantum physics and stuff like that and having to try to figure all that stuff out. So, um, you know, this is going to be my, my world and Pam hopefully uh, will continue to help tether me <laughs> to this, to the actual world and see where we can go from there. So how does that sound? <laughs> it sounds great. I think Okay. I so. am all in favor of you getting more confident and asserting yourself. I I love it. Yeah, it's going to be a work in process, but Always. that's my intention. Yeah, so I wanted to set that intention here on the podcast and vocalize it. I like it. And so, yeah, we're over time today and I thought I had a tip that I wanted to give out for practicing or practices. Um, can you think of anything? I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> anything that relates to all this? Um, well, I think uh, we could tie it back to the beginning where you're talking about barefoot running, which is you have this nagging issue that's going on and you've been trying and trying and trying to you know, roll out your foot and do all this stuff and whatever. And you um, that wasn't making any progress so you tried something new so that's maybe a really good tip is if you have been stuck in a paradigm of this is what i have to do maybe step outside that and try something new yeah beautiful perfect i couldn't have said it better (laughs) okay so we'll keep it there for now and before we leave off pam where can people hit you up you can find me on twitter where i am at pamela underscore lund and I'm also on Twitter at CK Disco. And <clears throat> my voice is going a, a little again this week. It was better than last week, though, I think. Mm-hmm. And I did forget to try honey again this week. But I also forgot my supplement protocol at the beginning of the episode. So, real quick, today I am drinking coffee. I took some Qualia Mind. We also took some ketone esters this week. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it tastes terrible. <laughs> Uh, I freaking love them. We might talk about them more in (laughs) next episodes. And did I take anything? Oh, I actually took a new mood this morning. And uh, yeah, I was feeling a little stressed with all the work that I was trying to get done before Mm -hmm. recording. And so I took that. And and molecular hydrogen. Oh yeah, I did take some molecular hydrogen because of my foot fascial issues and my body like I feel like my muscles are a little dehydrated or my tissues are dehydrated I don't know it could be like a mental thing but yeah the tightness in my body I don't know I was hoping the molecular hydrogen would be of benefit so yeah took all that I don't think I did anything else but I feel pretty good right now and I'm pretty happy with the episode. You seem like so, you're in a better mood than you were uh, all day yesterday and today. So Yeah, and it might go, it might speak to this practice again mm-hmm. of self-reflection and getting this stuff out of my head. So yeah, I can't say, oh, I always get this phrasing wrong. I can't, I can't say, say enough good things. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about this practice. So, yeah, we'll keep it there. So, thanks for joining us this week for this practice session, and I hope you come back next week. And You already uh, did. Where where can you find us? 
Yeah, I did all that. Yeah, so hope you guys come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo.